G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you might have noticed if you've been listening in that we've been following some of the Biblical Old Testament feasts and how they were celebrated by the people of Israel in the Old Testament and gleaning some detail about what meaning they might hold for us today. And just recently we were talking about the Feast of Trumpets and it's the first of three end-of-year feasts that are held in Israel and they have some deep significance. So there are seven feasts, if you think of the big picture, four early feasts on the calendar foreshadowing Jesus' first coming. The three remaining feasts that are celebrated in September are said to prefigure Jesus' return. Pastor Enoch Lavender is back with us today. He's made Hebrew and Jewish studies his focus. He writes regular articles about current events. He's pastoral leader of Shalom Israel and serves on the board of Teach All Nations, the ministry of Dr. Camille Majdali. Enoch, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil, for having me. Enoch, we've been talking about the Feast of Trumpets, a precursor to the next feast on the Jewish calendar, and it's a feast that has a focus on the Day of Atonement. In fact, in this time, leading up to the Day of Atonement, coming up September the 16th, uh, there's a certain 10 days of anticipation that's happening in Jewish communities right now. Uh, yes, uh, there is definitely a, a time of um, looking towards uh, this day, which is known as the, the holiest day on the entire Jewish calendar. And uh, it's a day when, actually, in Israel, there will be no cars on the street at all. In fact, I've got a, a picture just in front of me on my computer of a young boy riding his bike down a five-lane motorway with not a car in sight. And that is a picture from a recent Day of Atonement, or Yom Kippur, as it's known in Israel. On this day, there's a 99% drop in pollution because the factories are closing, the cars are stopping, everything is shut down. And on this day, about 70% of Israelis will fast and pray and seek God. And it'll be a time especially focused on repentance and getting right with God. Interesting, it's called a feast when one of the main things that happens is that people abstain from eating food and drink. How do you work out the balance of how that all works? So the word feast is our English translation, so you'll find that in the King James and other versions of the Bible. But when you look at it in the Hebrew, so this is taken from Leviticus chapter 23, the word in the Hebrew is called Moed, and that can better be translated as uh, appointed time or appointed season. So in other words, it's a special time to meet with God, whether that is through the Feast of Trumpets or sounding the trumpet, whether it is through Passover and thinking of the Passover lamb, or whether it is through this Day of Atonement and really 
seeking to get right with God on a personal level as well as on a national level. So that's how uh, it's probably better to use the term appointed time rather than feast, especially since there's no food involved. And it's not just food either, Enoch. From what I understand, uh, it's not just abstaining food and drink, but also not washing or applying lotions or creams, not wearing leather footwear, and even abstaining from marital relations on the day. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty tight set of regulations, isn't it? Uh, it is, and uh, it's part of a way of seeking God where you're not just seeking Him, you could say, spiritually, uh, where you're, it doesn't matter what you're doing with, with your body. But from the Jewish perspective, you align body, soul, and spirit in seeking God. And so you'll, if you're calling out to God in repentance, then you're also not uh, spending a lot of time uh, looking after your body, but your body is also crying out because it's hungry, because it's thirsty. And you're saying, God, I need you. I thirst for you more than water. I hunger for you more than food. I want that breakthrough and that change in my life. And on this day, there'll be huge prayer gatherings in different parts of Israel, and especially before the, uh, the Western Wall of facing the Temple Mount. There'll be about 85,000 people year by year gathering and their, their prayers are not about God blessing them or uh, seeking him for finances or jobs or whatever it is, but the prayers and the songs that are proclaimed at this time are simply about repenting, calling out to God for mercy. And can you imagine if our nation did this? If we had one day a year where our people would gather in the squares and just cry out to God for mercy. That would be a powerful sight, and that is what is happening in the nation of Israel at this point. doesn't mean they're perfect, but it does indicate there's something that I believe God wants to do in their heart and turn this nation truly back to him. Well, you can't help but draw a contrast here uh, between an Australian spirituality and uh, what is very much a deeply religious spirituality in the Jewish community because our holy days like Good Friday or Easter Sunday or Christmas Day, these are the sorts of days that we say, oh, it's like a day off. We do eat, drink and be merry and there's not much of this idea of self-sacrifice, fasting food uh, and drink, uh, not washing. Uh, when All of those sorts of things are very, very foreign to our Australian way of thinking of a celebration. But this is this does something significant for the way you think of the deeper meaning, doesn't it, Enoch? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Jesus spoke to his followers and he said to them, when you fast, and he went on to, to proclaim a few aspects of how fasting works. But he said, when you fast, not if you fast. And in the Jewish context, it was a given. There would be a fasting happening. And... It's interesting the different seasons of their calendar. So you have a time to celebrate. You have a time to be joyful and merry. But you also have a time to really introspect and say, okay, God, where am I at? And where is my nation at? Where is my community at? And begin to seek him and call out to him in repentance. And perhaps we, we also need seasons like this, even as mature believers, to examine our own lives. 
Enoch, what does the Day of Atonement, or it's also known as Yom Kippur, uh, September 16th, what does it foreshadow prophetically? If we're talking about the Old Testament feast, what does it foreshadow for things to come? So Paul talks about in the New Testament the, the mystery that he was facing, which was that the Jewish nation had not embraced Jesus as the Messiah. And talking about this mystery, which would have been really hard for him because he would have expected his nation to embrace the Messiah, he writes in the book of Romans that there is coming a day that all of Israel will be saved. And I believe that is future. I believe that's something yet to come. I don't believe they're there yet. But we know the process of coming to salvation for any of us, let alone for a nation, is through a journey of repentance. However, repentance doesn't normally happen unless things get really tight and really difficult and really challenging. I'm thinking of a a family friend of ours who was very stubbornly opposed to the gospel year after year after year. But in his older years, he became really, really sick. And there came a point when he, he called out and said, what can I do to get saved? And it was amazing to see the transformation in this man's life. He who had been opposed to the gospel now turned around and received Jesus as the Messiah. And I believe there's coming a day when the nation of Israel too will call out to him, but it will perhaps be in very challenging times. The Bible foreshadows a day when the nations will come against the nation of Israel. And we are already seeing increasing pressure against this little nation. We're seeing the UN condemn them again and again. It doesn't mean they're perfect, but it's really strange how the nations seem to have a a big issue with this tiny area known as Israel. And perhaps God will one day use this pressure and this uh, intimidation and even a war coming from the nations to bring Israel to a point where the whole nation cries out to God and God, have mercy on us. God, we want you. We need you. We don't trust in our army. We don't trust in the U.S. We look to you for breakthrough. We look to you to save us. And then he will one day come and break through for his people. So I believe it is a picture of something yet to come, of a day of national repentance on a grand scale that we've never seen before. And I look forward to that day. I mentioned the Day of Atonement, also known as Yom Kippur, and there was a great Yom Kippur war that started in Israel, and it was around this Day of Atonement. That was something in itself, I understand it, to be a prophetic message to the nation of Israel. Is that the way you see it? Uh, I definitely uh, see it that way as well, Neil. Um, It's um, fascinating that... Uh, that war um, was the war when Israel came to the very, very brink of being destroyed. They were outnumbered and outgunned with a massive armada of tanks coming from the Syrian side, breaking through Israeli ranks, heading towards the civilian areas of the Galilee, while there was also at the same time attacks coming from the Egyptian side, and the Israelis were completely desperate. In fact, The Prime Minister of Israel at the time was considering suicide. That was how drastic the situation was. And 
Fortunately for them, last minute they got an airlift of weapons from the US and it turned the tables and through a series of courageous fighting days, they were able to turn the battle on its head. But even now, looking back on that war, uh, Israel is having, you could say on the same day, they're having the Day of Atonement, a day of fasting, a day of prayer, a day of seeking God as a nation. And at the same time, they are remembering this war that happened some 40 years ago and how they were almost annihilated on this day. And perhaps it is a picture of an even greater conflict to come where the U.S. will not be the answer, where the Israeli Defense Force will not be the answer, but God himself will be the answer. We see it in scriptures in Zechariah and Joel, where the, in the, the minor prophets of the Bible, where there's a call for the nation to fast and pray and say, God, have mercy on us as, as they are being attacked, as they're being outgunned. And then there comes a time when he himself will not only fight for his people, but will restore his nation to himself. So I, I see it as a bit of a picture. It doesn't give us all the details, but I do see it as a picture of something really special yet to come for the Jewish people. Well, it is an interesting and fascinating reflection on what is one of those feasts on the Jewish calendar that comes from the Old Testament in the Bible, the Day of Atonement, known as Yom Kippur. Uh, This year, it's on September the 16th, and you might want to read some more about it. You might want to be in connection with our guest, Pastor Enoch Lavender. He's pastoral leader at Shalom Israel and serves on the board of Teach All Nations, the ministry of Dr. Camille Majdali. His website is pastorenoch.com.au. pastorenoch.com.au. Enoch, thanks so much for your update today. We'll talk again before the next feast. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.